everybody. I'm Casey Forbes. And I'm Sarah Cuvion. And this is Let the Good Crimes Roll. And we are sorry we tapped out last week, y'all. Um, we had sicknesses and then we had bachelorette parties and we had a <laughs> impromptu uh, beach trip. So mm-hmm. it was just chaos all around. And it just, we were like, mm, this ain't happening. <laughs> this ain't happening. So Sarah, tell us what's going on with you, what we got going on this week. Okay. Well, I wanted to give my friend Megan a shout out because she sent the coolest present to you and I. Yep. <laughs> I am Megan. I adore you. This is fabulous. <laughs> so she owns this little online boutique called the Blue Llama. And she had ordered these earrings in and she thought when she got them in, she looked at them and she's like, this would be perfect for Casey and Sarah. So it's their earrings, but they have the faces of the Golden Girls on They're them. Perfection. They're perfect. And we're going to take a picture and we're going to put it on our Facebook yes. page. and. Yes. Uh, let's so give a funny. shout out to her online boutique. It's called yeah, it's called the Blue Llama. Yes, go check it out. She has all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna advertise for her. Yeah, she ships everywhere. So exactly. So check out the Blue <laughs> Llama. You can get some cool Golden Girl earrings like we got. And um, what are some of the other things she she sells? Just clothes, a lot of clothes and stuff like that, and some home decor kind of things. Yeah. So check yeah. that out. Um, thank you, Megan. Yeah, thank you, Megan. You are debomb.com. And, and happy early birthday because your birthday is this week coming up. So Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, uh, in our Golden Girl Minute or two, it's going to be in honor of you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have kids, this one has a lot of S-E-X talk Uh-oh. in it. We're talking about Rose's <laughs> S-E-X life. So just a heads up. I'm sure if you have kids, they probably can spell. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a good thing Liv didn't come. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, I might have had to excuse her um, yeah. when we did the, the, the Golden Girl <laughs> Minute or two. So, okay, Sarah, you want to start with your... Okay. Um, So in honor of my little murder minute, I just wanted to give you guys, so we, you know, we kind of use the word psychopath, like, very loosely around, Mm -hmm. like, as a society, like, but it actually, there are criteria to being just, like, determined as a psychopath. So the term psychopath is often used to describe a wide range of personalities, usually aggressive and remorseless ones. However, psychopathy is actually a clinical term with strict guidelines surrounding its definition. It's an antisocial personality disorder typified by several common traits, including antisocial behavior, superficial charm, lack of emotion, lack of guilt, narcissism, impulsivity, lack of empathy, parasitic lifestyle, and poor behavioral controls. I mean, you just described one of my (laughs) ex-boyfriends to a T, and I'm not going to say who he is. But I knew I was right when I said he is a psycho. Yeah. So there are strict criteria. So, I mean, if you know anybody that fits all of those, then you might want to move away. Or if you're dating one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some red flags. So just maybe you want to Google it or something. You know, I... You know, I don't know if it was you. This somebody shared something, and I joined the page, even though I'm a happily married woman. But I joined it to because it's funny, and just to make sure my husband doesn't show up on there. But it's like, are we? It's um, it's people that do like online dating, and it's yeah. it's called "Are We Dating the Same Person?" Oh my gosh! And so there's one for like Baton Rouge. I think it's Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Lafayette. And what you do is you like upload the picture of the guy that you're talking that you yeah. met on Tinder, and people are like, is there any tea or any red flags? And so far. God. My husband has not been on there. I'm really happy. Well, that's happy. great. I really do it just for the tea because there oh are gosh. apparently there's some some sick guys on there. I want to join this. You totally to should this. because there's a lot of guys who who get on Tinder and they use uh-huh. different names. Well, like what, I'm not on Tinder, but like like on Bumble or yeah, like does it? Does oh yeah, it it's just, anyone. It just okay. says are we dating the same guy? Because oh, I've gosh. seen some that said this guy. It says his name. Someone came on there. Well, he told me his name was this. 
So he was like on Tinder <laughs> oh my with a God. completely different name. Wow. Okay. Drama. Keep going. I'm gonna. So if look you're a that single gal and wanna, it's it's called Are We Dating the Same Guy? This is a Facebook thing. Yes, it's a group, and I think it's they have one that's like Baton Rouge Hammond. It's pretty interesting. I've, I've discovered a lot of um, red flags and tea, even though I'm not on there. I just do it because I'm nosy and I like the drama. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. There's like all kinds of groups, like from different areas and stuff. Yeah. You'll have to pick up the one nearby just in case. Also, <laughs> if you if you have a fabulous single brother and you'd like to reach out to me in my in Facebook, that you would like Sarah to meet, you know, you can just oh give us God. a shout out. Um, oh she's gosh. gorgeous. She'll have to go through me first. But if you have a single brother who is top notch no psychos we know yeah, how no to determine psychos. that's yeah we've got the criteria now, but send so. me a facebook message and say hey my brother my cousin my co-worker and we're gonna get sarah the hookup we are y'all are crazy she's a fabulous lady okay so in honor of it being valentine's day next week really in valentine's month this month we are dedicating the entire month to who the bleep did i marry our favorite one of our favorites and on this one um it it had some oteri vibes except this lady's a lot more with it yeah i'm gonna be honest so this is who the bleep did i marry season one episode nine married to a monster wait before you get started you just happened to mention oteri and which was our first episode guys Mm -hmm. i don't know if y'all remember that but okay so you know a 90 day fiance Mm -hmm. jenny and submit yeah jenny reminds me of terry very much you know yeah I, I just had to throw it. that out there. I was watching it the other day and I was like, why does she look so familiar? Something about her is so familiar. And so I don't do know if it's like... Submit might be a serial killer? Possibly? No, I think he's like a... I think he's just like a little innocent little thing. A little man child. Yeah, yeah, a little man child. I also... I meant to tell you, I mean, I wanted to give a shout out to... We got a, a five star review from someone who... They also have a podcast. I want... Whoever did this, I need you to <gasps> message me. Wait, it wasn't somebody we knew? It was I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I need you to message me and tell me who your podcast is so we can give a shout out to each other since you like ours. That's awesome. And maybe we can do some sort of collaboration. How cool would that be? So whoever you are, thank you very much for the five star review. Yeah, thank you so much. And please send me, um, you can email me. It's CaseyForbes1120 at Outlook.com. Send me an email. I would love to meet you, um, whoever you are, and give you a shout out. I love uh, that. I do too. And if you like the podcast, please go and give us a five star yeah. rating on, uh, and on share, any of them. Tell your friends, share with yes. your friends. Because we'd love to be able to do more yeah. stuff. But you know, we kind of have jobs. And yeah. So we need to get All it out things. there. Yes. And other things. Kids. And those kids are so damn needy. Oh, they're so needy. Gosh. <laughs> Ugh. As okay. much as you love them, they're just damn needy. All right. So let's dive into this. So we meet Judith Mawson. And at age 20, she fell in love with an Englishman. Mm-hmm. She says, it was love at first sight. You know, they met in 1964, September. They got married in January of 1965. It was just oh. a boom. Yeah, really quick. Yes. They had two children and they settled into this just quaint little house outside of Seattle. Life was great. That's how it all starts. Life mm-hmm. was... Of course it was. Life was great for the couple. Right after their third anniversary, Judith's husband announced to her that he is bisexual. Oh, dear. To which she said, what's that? Because, <laughs> you know, this is like the 1960s. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And he just explained to her what that was. They didn't really go into it. They just kind of said, I'm assuming that he was kind of telling her, hey, since you, um, you have body parts that are lacking for my taste... <laughs> I will be married to you, but I'm going to venture out 
So he wants an open relationship. That's kind of what was insinuated. Okay. So she decided to just deal with this for 17 years. Wow. But yeah. Once 17 they, years. Yeah. For wow. 17. I, you know, they had, it sounds about right. Cause they had kids. Yeah. I'm sure she wanted to wait till the kids got out of the house to, to divorce that's him. A lo- that's a lot to deal with for that long. Right. Can you imagine like wow, no. knowing he's on the deal? No. I mean, I feel like he should have disclosed that beforehand. Right. You know, at some point in those three months when they were yeah. dating, that would have been a great time. Yeah. Yeah. After 20 years of marriage, she decided, all she says was she didn't agree with his lifestyle anymore. So mm-hmm. she divorced him. And during those 20 years, I mean, she was, it sounds like she was a stay-at-home mom and wife, but she started to get more and more independent. And so life, she was doing great. She was completely independent. She was enjoying her life. And at a bar one night, this tall, handsome man named Gary Ridgway, he walked up to her and asked her to, da- to dance. And of course, they're in Seattle, but they described it as like this country bar, this mm-hmm. country western bar. They danced the night away and before the night was over he reached over and kissed her and she was completely smitten. Anyway so the two began dating and Judith described Gary as just a kind gentle man. He is slow to anger just the opposite of what she's ever known and you know he was he didn't give off the impression that he was bisexual Mm -hmm. you know not that there's an impression to give but he seemed legit. She noticed that he had scarring on his arm and he just explained to her well I did it when I was working on the car but stick a pin in that. Okay. Um, A few months later, Gary asked Judith to move in with him and she decided, sure. You know, she goes and looks through his house and and she's like, man, this house really needs a woman's touch. I mean, look, there is a a piece of carpet missing in the shape of a body. Oh my God. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) He really needs a woman's touch in here. Yeah. And so he asked her, like, you want to help me pick out new carpet for my house? Because I recently had it ripped up and rolled up and burned. Okay. Oh, my God. Tossed into a river. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, So she's just ecstatic to, like, it's like, because this was his house, now it's going to be our house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were very happy together. She got a job as a part-time worker at a daycare and kept the house. And Gary worked long hours. You know, he would leave for work two hours before work was started. Oh, no biggie. But two years into their wedded bliss, it's 1987, while Judith was working in the daycare, there's three detectives that show up and they ask her, we need you to come to the to the station downtown. And she's like, okay, what's this about? I don't think being bisexual is um, is illegal. So mm-hmm. it can't be a, if Gary's bisexual, I'm, can't, I'm not going through this again. <laughs> They're questioning her about Gary. And she's like, what are you talking about? During this time um, in the 1980s, there is a serial serial killer called the Green River Killer. And I'm going to ask you to look him up in the... In your book and give a little background on him, but I forgot. What happened was, is the Green River Killer, like he started killing prostitutes. They mm-hmm. were fi- found strangled along this river. And between, I think it was like 1982 and 1987, there were like over 40 women that were all kind of tied together to this one serial killer. But they, I mean, this is the 80s. They can't yeah. find him. They did have the wherewithal to gather DNA and all of that. They like hair samples, all sorts of stuff from these women, but they didn't have anything to put it to. They knew yeah. that it, it, the DNA was coming along, but it wasn't there yet. So they decided to to kind of check out and they don't really deep dive into this, but they just say they, they start focusing on men who regularly drive this route. Mm-hmm. And that's a ton of men. Well, yeah. And so one of those is Gary. And so Gary's brought in and they don't tell her he's a suspect. They just say, hey, we're questioning everybody. Mm-hmm. Gary happens to be someone who passes this frequently. We just want to rule him out. Exactly. Right. So he fully, co- uh, Gary fully cooperated. They took, d- they took pieces of his hair. I don't know if they took swabs, but I mean, you can get DNA from 
from here. Mm-hmm. He passed a polygraph, and so they just released him. They didn't say anything about, well, you're cleared. They just released him. And he assured Judy, like, honey, I'm not the Green River Killer. Oh, my when gosh. When would I do that? <laughs> you know, I'm like... The oh, two hours in the yeah. morning when I leave to go to work, that's 20 Those minutes up the road. Long hours you've been working. All that overtime mm-hmm. that you never see the money for. Yeah. yeah. Judith, she just goes back to normal life because she thinks, well, if they had something on him, they would have arrested him. Mm-hmm. They go back to normal. And Gary, by all accounts, is a wonderful spouse. He's very structured in his day. He does the same methodical thing every single day. One year later, it's June 12th, 1988. The couple who are very much in love, they get married. Meanwhile, the search for the Green River Killer continues. The killer slowed down. They noticed that the killer was like, bam, 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 killing, killing, killing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like he stopped for a while and then he just slowed down. It wasn't mm-hmm. nearly enough. And the case just went cold. So years pass and the Ridgeways are planning for retirement. Life is good. They're, they say they're tending to their garden. They're raising their two poodles <laughs> and they're, you know, watching movies every night. Yeah. So how much greater can life get? Well, it's November 2001 and we are 13 years into Judith and Gary's marriage. Gary was a wonderful husband. That's mm-hmm. what she says. She's like, I'm not making this up. He was just fantastic. So her, It's November 30th, 2001. The day started like normal and a car drives up. Judith's like, okay, it's not time for him to be home. So who is this car? Two detectives tell Judith that Gary is a suspect, the number one suspect in the Green River Killer because his DNA tied to over 40 women and where he worked at the plant, he painted cars and that specific paint was found on multiple bodies. Oh my goodness. So she is just boohoo and crying and she's just devastated. She's like, how can this happen? I mean, so over the next year, Gary sits in a prison. They're gathering more and more evidence. Judith spent two years waiting for the case to go to trial and the whole time he's telling her, I'm innocent. They're wrong about the the DNA. It's all going to come out. I'm going to be released and I'm going to come back home. And she really held on to that. So Gary finally went to trial two years later, November 2003 and Judith watched it on TV. Now mind you, for two years, Gary has professed his innocence to her and has promised her, I'm going to come home, wait for me. But on the day that his trial was set to start, he pled guilty to the murders of 48 women and didn't even tell her, didn't give her a heads up. Now that she saw it on TV. Oh my gosh. And just, she started sobbing in disbelief. And, you know, she's thinking about over the the 16 years of their marriage, you know, there was the missing carpet, there was the early mornings of putting in overtime, and then there was the scar on his arm, which she learned, it actually was a woman that had scratched him, and he got battery acid and poured it on his arm to cover up the scratches. What the heck? Yeah, it's pretty odd. So the motive that of course they talk about at the end, they're like, obviously, he's crazy. He just wanted to murder women. But it seems as though, you know, he would pick up prostitutes like for like sexual gratification and he was a big believer in respect and if one of them were disrespectful like I think he tells them if they tried to rush me or if they say hurry up I gotta go it would set him into this rage and he would kill them but 
the experts that's in the show say that it was actually his marriage to Judith that probably saved a lot of women because the frequency of his killings went down when he got married. Wow. And he admitted that his desire to kill went almost went away. Like, I mean, he went from killing monthly to maybe killing twice a year when he was married to Judith. Wow. And that he genuinely, genuinely did love her. And so Judith, uh, as of the airing of the show, I think it was in like 2011, she was single and she said she doubted she'd ever date again. I don't blame her. Yeah. My goodness. Well, Gary still writes her from jail. He was sentenced to like 49 consecutive lives. Mm -hmm. He will be in jail till he dies. But he still writes her from a penitentiary in Washington. But she filed for divorce in 2003 and she stopped writing him back. Oh, bless her yes. heart. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. I mean, once you date us, you think you have bad taste in men, but when you date a serial killer. I know. Good one, I mean, he's like one of the most yeah. prolific ones in history, in the yeah. U.S. history. It's terrible. Like when you said his name, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And he's Green like Green River, River killer. killer. I know. And I want to find like a documentary that covers him. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'll touch on that in the future. Yeah. Uh, because put that, on that is. List. Yeah. Put that on the green. Because now we know kind of her side of it. Yeah. I want to see the backstory of how Holy he was caught. Moly. I know. That's incredible. It's You're just, right. It definitely gives O'Terry vibes. It does. For sure. It does. But wow. she was a little bit smarter. I mean. Terry I, or this lady? Oh, this lady. Okay. Well, poor Terry. Terry. <laughs> poor Terry. That poor thing. Bless her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that ends that. In the next couple of weeks, we have a case that we're going to try. You're, you're going to do research yeah, on Yeah, I'm going to start tomorrow researching it. His name is Oscar Lozado. Am I saying it right? Lozado? Probably. I'm not really sure if okay. that's correct. Yeah. Uh, but our cousins, Amber and Dawn, cousin Amber, cousin Dawn, their French teacher mm-hmm. who taught them French went missing years ago. Years ago. And her husband like left the country mm-hmm. for I think years took their daughter. He was finally tracked down and they went to court this week. So that's the case. That's just kind of an overall, but yeah. we are, I would now that the case, I think yeah. the case was concluded. Yes, it has been concluded and we're going to have more information. So on we'll be that. Able to get court yeah. records to see exactly. Yeah. It's going to be happened. an interesting one. It's local. And I just, and I remember because of Dawn and Amber, like when all of this is yeah. happening. Like so, you need to, yeah. yeah. So that'll be, may not be next week, but it may be next week. We're just going to see what we can get. It depends on how my week goes, guys. Right. (laughs) If not, we're going to, like I said, we're going to dedicate this to who the bleep did I marry? Because, you know, Valentine's Day is kind of stupid. Let's be honest. (laughs) Even when you have a Valentine's, it's 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 never been my favorite, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Especially when you're like trying to diet and like, (laughs) you know, and like, here's a bunch of candy. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. Okay. So it is time for our Golden Girl Minute. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Yeah, girl. You ready? So this is season one, episode three. It's called Rose the Prude. And this mm-hmm. one is almost all about Rose mm-hmm. and kind of her backstory. So... The episode starts with Dorothy and Sophia playing gin, gin rummy where Dorothy, she like wins around and Sophia says, well, it's because I'm whacked out on, you know, blood pressure medicine. And Dorothy's like, well, then change your meds. And Sophia's like, I like being whacked out. <laughs> so Blanche comes in and she needs a second person to go on a double date with her. And Sophia's like, sure, I'm game. And Blanche is like, maybe next time. She meant it for Dorothy. But Dorothy's like, nope. For the past 30 years, I have been losing gin rummy to my mother. And tonight I'm going to win. So Blanche then turns to Rose. And Rose is like, I don't know. I just really don't think I want to date anymore. And Blanche is like, well, of course you want to date or else she would have quit dyeing your hair and let yourself go. (laughs) 
It's like Blanche. <laughs> come on now. So Rose reluctantly agrees. And she tells us like she's tired of going out with old men. You know, last week she went out with this guy. And for two hours he talked about his prostate problems. Oh. And she's like... I don't even know what a prostate is, to which Dorothy says, honey, you're from Minnesota. They don't have them there. It's too cold. No. Side note, I still cannot get my parents to call it prostate, even though, like, my dad has had prostate cancer. They call it prostrate. Yeah. Like, where did the R come from? There's no R. So Rose goes, and, of course, Blanche comes home, and she's like, my date was a dud. But Rose and her guy, Arnie, they hit it off. And that's when Blanche is next time she's going to date both brothers before giving one away. (laughs) So Rose and Arnie, they start dating. Things are going great until Arnie asks Rose to go on a cruise with him. This is when we and, and Rose is just kind of upset by it. And they're like, what's going on? You know, and she's like, well, Charlie, my husband died while we were making love. I remember this episode now. (laughs) Yes. And um, he had a massive heart attack in the middle of it. And she has not been with anyone since. She's a little gun shy. She she may kill him. Yeah. So Blanche just like cannot believe this. That she, you know, that that Charlie was the only guy she had ever been with. And she waited till her wedding night. And Dorothy's like, oh, give it a break. None of us, not all of us are classified by the Navy as a friendly port. So Blanche and Dorothy, they encourage her to go. And we see Arnie and Rose. They're in like a cabin. I don't want to know what cruises are going on because there ain't no cabin that big I on know, a cruise. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're getting ready for bed and it's just super awkward. And Rose like runs into the bathroom and Arnie's like, okay. <laughs> so back in Miami, the girls like they're sitting around the kitchen table and they're just talking about Rose. And then they, of course they get on the conversation of, um, of like, the first time they had sex, like after they got divorced, her husband's died or whatever. And uh, Blanche goes to grab something out the fridge. And Sophia's like, careful what you're grabbing. I got a specimen in there. <laughs> living, specimen. living with old people. Oh so Dorothy asked Blanche, like how long she waited after George died. And <laughs> Sophia's like, until the paramedics came. <laughs> and Blanche, like shit, Mr. B. She's like, during the funeral, I just knew the Reverend wanted me. Oh my God. And Dorothy just like slams her tea glass down. It's like, whatever. (laughs) And so, of course, they ended up, her and the Reverend ended up hooking up. And she's like, it took about 10 minutes. He wore his watch and his socks and we never spoke again. Like, okay. So for Dorothy, we learn it was her divorce lawyer. This is when Dorothy breaks it to Blanche that the older you get, things just don't stay where they they used to. Mm So, like, she tells her, like, lean over a mirror. It looks like all the air has just been taken out of your face. And so, of course, she does. And she just freaks out. She's like, but the good thing is when you lay on your back, you know, everything, it looks like you've had a facelift. All your wrinkles go away. <laughs> Except for your chest, which, like, falls back and off to the side, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. So, the next morning, we're back on the cruise ship. And Arnie convinces Rose to come out of the bathroom. And she's crying. And she kind of, she tells him what happened. Yeah. And um, and she's like, I'm just scared I might kill you. And he's like, well, if it's been 15 years since you've been with a man, you might. Oh, my God. You might kill me. <laughs> but he's like, don't worry. I like I, my heart is as tough as nails. Like I'm willing to take the chance. Right. And he tells her, he's like, you know, I felt bad, too, after my wife got killed. It didn't stop me. But, you know, uh, I still did it. So we don't know if they do it or not. Mm-hmm. And so when she comes back, they tell her they're like, okay. If you, well, really, she walks in and she's like saying menial things. And then finally Dorothy's like, who cares, Rose? Did you hit the sheets or not? (laughs) 
And Rose is like, well, you know, most ladies don't kiss and tell. And there were, and Blanche is like, well, that's like all of the fun. Yeah. So they say, okay, if you walk to your bedroom and come back, that means you did it. Or if you don't come back, it means you didn't. And she walks out, waits a beat, and she comes back uh. in. And they're all <laughs> just thrilled to know that she hit, did the nasty. <laughs> and so Rose says, you know, that she has discovered that she is ready to date again. Mm-hmm. You know, that she shouldn't feel guilty for for dating after uh since charlie's died so here's just a couple of tidbits for you um i found them on imdb so the guy that plays arnie mm-hmm. is also the guy that plays miles later remember oh yeah. yeah so there is there's a theory and i read it let's see where it's at. so a fan theory suggests the brother so you know how like blanche went out with a brother mm-hmm. and then arnie the br- the fan theory suggests that jeffrey peterson the brother of arnie who blanche begrudgingly dates in this episode is actually miles weber when rose dates miles later on blanche and rose don't realize it's the same guy because miles as it's revealed later on is in the witness protection program and his name and biography are completely different but that was your your uh that's a funny episode i, rem- I it remember really like their reaction when she walks back in the kitchen i know and they're like dying laughing (laughs) oh yeah but this show must have been like super risque because Mm -hmm. the topics that they talk about were just such taboo back then especially women in their 50s and 60s like i can you see your mom sitting around talking about that kind of stuff i I don't want to even think about that i know because like when sophia goes to talk um dorothy's like mom mom yeah oh yeah so another little tidbit too um i i am starting my own book club and i need someone i need y'all to start reading with me there's an lsu i'm gonna read this yeah, over the, the next LSU. month were, were you at the bookstore in yeah Denham? no we no? didn't make it because they had that parade oh girl we right. went to barnes and noble in baton rouge i ain't been there in forever you know uh, the house in the pines by anna rays Right, Anna Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, she's an LSU graduate. So if anyone likes to read, read that because I eventually, like I'm going to try and read over the next month mm-hmm. and maybe I can kind of talk about it because it's a, it looks like a murder mystery type Oh, book. that's awesome. Yeah. So that'll be my next little thing yeah. that I don't have time for, but I'm going to shoot for it. Okay. Well, when you said book club, I was like, wait. Did she tell me something about a book club that I didn't remember? No, I just was like, my, it's my own personal book club and I need somebody to talk to about it. So y'all go and read it. And in a month from now, maybe we can, I would love to start yeah. up like a Facebook, a Facebook oh, chat yeah. about different books we're reading. You That's know. fun. Yeah. Um, the House in the Pines. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to read that. Sorry, this episode's kind of, kind of not as long as normal, y'all. But this was some short episodes we had going on. Next week, we will cover again, Who the Bleep Did I Marry? And yeah. We may do a double episode next week since we kind of didn't have one last week. Uh, So just stay tuned for that. Don't get mad at us if it doesn't happen. And make sure you subscribe, spread the word, give us a shout out, five star reviews. We appreciate all of that. So Sarah, is there anything else you want to add to it? Nope. I think we're good. Okay. Well, this was a fun one. The Who Luke Dime Marys are always fun. Yeah, those are always fun. They are. And we will talk to y'all later. Bye, guys.